Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. We are comedians living in Hollywood bringing you the fun and funny wrestling each and every week. And fuck you, sportsters. <laughs> Who are they? What? Who are sportsters? What are sportsters? Why is their list so important? Oh, sport. Was it Team Sportsters? I don't know. The website that you pulled this top 25 greatest wrestlers from. Look, sometimes you can pull things deeply out of a barrel, even if you're not sure where the barrel came from. It's kind of like Return of the Living Dead. This Army Corps engineers right here. Slap. Gas. (laughs) (laughs) Last week's episode featuring Blue Pants and uh, Steve Sears, Phil Ranta, and Joel Anderson, two of which are from the Sports 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 podcast, went through a 25 greatest wrestlers a list, which I had, I had listened to before arriving here today, before uh, coming back from my trip and being sick. Uh, but now I'm here and healthy, and I was going like, huh? Who are these? Who's the sportsters? Who's who's them? Uh, yeah, deep barrels. Not sure where they're from. Honestly, I think the thing that I was always concerned about is uh, that so many of our wrestler fans wouldn't know who 25 of those wrestlers would be, Scott. <laughs> you mean Joel Anderson? Yeah, so many unknown wrestlers. <laughs> Well, I hope someday you make your 25 greatest wrestlers, Steve. That's the 25 I want to hear about. Yeah, it's gonna. It's got a couple of classics on there. Who are Who are a couple right off the bat? Uh, Paul London, <laughs> of course. I think I realized another one. Yeah, uh, rookie Paul London, as well as weird psycho lumberjack Paul London. Yeah. That's gonna be a two. It's like Triple H, oh. uh, Hunter Helmsley, uh, pants. And then uh, Triple H uh, Trunks. Oh, you're doing like the video game slots. Like, this game has over 80 characters. Yeah, over seven Paul London. <laughs> like, god damn it. Uh, yeah, I would definitely put Paul London on there. Mm-hmm. Um, El Flaco Loco. What? Yeah, he's a guy from Northern California. I, have, I, I never knew what his identity was. I think he's in a punk band. But El Flaco Loco is probably one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Wow, making the top twenty-five. Yeah, I would put him. I would put him in the top like at least twenty. Wow, Scott. Yeah, bold. Yeah. See, this is this is what I like right here. Yeah, I'm not gonna put it in the basement of twenty-five. This episode is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Loot. Go to prowrestlingloot.com and get your pro wrestling loot crate sent to you at your home. You can use the promo code Scott to get 10% off your first crate. It's filled with wrestling goodies. Yeah. Alliterations galore, right, Scott? Like, uh, DVDs. (laughs) Wrestlers wear. Uh Uh-huh. DVDs. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I mean, t-shirts, sodas. How big's the box? That's, I think let's get down to the real nitty gritty. How big is the box, Scott? I would say, ooh, I'd say it's the size of Big Show's boot. Ooh, like a Big Show boot box or like the actual boxes the size of the boot? The actual size is, because it's, it's the length of the boot, for sure. Okay, because remember, a box boot, or a boot box, if you will, is considerably larger than a shoe box. Right, okay, it's the length of Big Show's boot. And we're talking toe to heel, or we're talking the width from... of Lord Tensai's head. Oh, right. Yeah, is that is that accurate to say? Something out there for all our wrestler fans that are engineers. Yeah, that know measurements only by Big Show's feet and Lord Tensai's head. Yeah, so they're classic Renaissance architects. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a sizable box, and you know what they do? They shove everything in there. They cram it with stuff. They put in autographs. They put in DVDs. It's different. Every month, you're supporting this show. You're supporting Pro Wrestling Loot. If you go to ProWrestlingLoot.com and use the promo code SCOTT, you get 10% off your first grade. Why wouldn't you? It's the holiday season. What a great way to get someone something, and they don't even know what it is. It's all surprise. Look, Videodrome fans out there, remember when Barry Convex, spoiler alert, his face cracks in half and all of his insides gunk on all out? You remember that? You remember that? That's what this box is when you open it. That's just wrestling goodies, just squealing out of it that's right and if you're on my voodoo account you'll be happy to see that video drone is on there now. oh thank you thank you very much well you know that right i did not know that really yeah that was a str- i thought that's why you brought it up that was an unsolicited video drone uh reference i recently did watch and then uh turned off the birds because i went to sleep 
Yeah, that the, movie will put you to sleep. Uh, honestly, I thought it was brilliant. First hour really didn't have shit to do with birds. <laughs> yeah, it is really good for a while until the fucking birds show honestly, up. Honestly, I'm kind of like, I was as I was watching, I was like, I think this movie's going to get really disappointing when the birds start attacking. <laughs> the rest of it was like a really nuanced, super strange 1960s Northern California thriller. Yeah, it's, um, there's one... There's one uh, type of bird that I think is all right. Otherwise, it sounds like they, for the bird noises, they're playing a record backwards. Like oh, this. yeah. Uh, who's the who's the actor? Who's the gentleman in that? Oh, I don't know his name. Rod Taylor? Sterling. No, is it Rod Taylor? Munch. Because I think it is. He's in a movie that's awesome called uh, Black Side of the Sun or something. Okay. And it's about mercenaries in Africa, and there is a chainsaw fight in it. It's two guys fighting each other with chainsaws on train tracks. What? Yeah, it's awesome. It is a really good... Uh, Jim Brown is in it. Whoa. Yeah. It's, and he just punches the chainsaws? No, he's just... A, he's we another mercenary. We time, no full chainsaw. But that... I think it's called Black Side of the Sun or Black of the Sun. Is he the Black Dark side, side of the Sun? Well, it is in Africa. Mm. So the it's all of black side of <laughs> africa <laughs> africa side of the they sun. do go to a dutch colony to rescue people but then it turns out they're actually there to rescue the diamonds oh it's really fucking cool you would like it a lot would i i think so it's like honestly uh to me it's sort of like a good double feature with the wild bunch if you had eight hours <laughs> i do but no it's like six hours if you watch the wild bunch yeah, it's something like two else. and a half yeah like two and a half. That's like two and a half. Yeah, what are you gonna do, Steve? Speaking of long movies, this brings up a great point. Cause last night, uh, there was a there's a group of us that went to go see the latest film, Spectre. Ooh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but as listeners probably already know, it features Dave Batista. Yeah. Of uh of um, oh shit, not Pitch Black. What's it? What's it called? Guardians Riddick. of the Galaxy. No, no, Riddick. He's not in Riddick. He's in the third one. Oh, just Riddick. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Pitch Riddick. Yeah. He's in that one. Um, He's in there. He's in uh, Wrong Side of Town. Nice. Which we've uh, gets jerked on this. So go check the archives right there. And as Steve pointed out, the main one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Batista's blowing up in the movies right now. Yeah. And I was watching the movie and I was trying to enjoy it, but I was sitting next to somebody who was making a lot of noise. Oh, Scott, you hear that? Gesturing wildly and being in Oh, that sign just kicks on. Ugh, so God, bright. It is bright. It's Iron Sheik at the movies. It's the time for my segment. Oh. I've not seen a movie for a while. I've seen a movie now. Mr. Sheik, welcome back. I've seen a movie now. Nothing sadder than not going to see a movie in the movie theater, so I'm glad he got a chance to get back in there. Bond the movie. Yeah, Iron Sheik, so what did you think about the latest Spectre. Bond? Spectre. Yes, the new, the possibly the last Daniel Craig uh, James Bond movie. Oh, oh, this is big news to me. I did not know this is news. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Bond the movie with a Batista in the movie. Yeah. Batista, Batista is a bad guy. He's a bad guy in the movie. Correct? No, he's a good guy. Oh, he's a good guy. Batista is a good man. Oh, oh, Batista is a good man. He goes up to a man. Nobody likes this man. He goes up to him. Puts his thumbs in his eyes, make him humble, and take out his Jew eyes. Oh, wow. He rips out his Jew eyeballs. Wow. That's, uh... Now, is it important in the film that this man is Jewish? Of course it is, because he's a bad man. Okay. He's the no like him. So, Batista worked for a man. You know this man that he worked for. I believe, is it Christoph Waltz, the famous German actor? The Nazi, yes. He worked for the Nazi. Uh, yeah. The God killed the Jews. Yes, he plays the, I believe, the hawk in uh, in Inglorious Bastards. That's yeah, right. Christoph he, Waltz. he works for this this hawk, this Nazi, a good man, a very good man. The God killed the Jews because the Jews are rat people. So they uh, go furthering the metaphor that was started in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, okay. Batista um, work for this hawk and go and fight Jew Bond. Uh, now I'm not sure if that's well. One, I don't know. I mean, Daniel Craig did play uh, one of the Jewish freedom fighters in Munich. I guess revenge fighters. Yeah, Jew Bond. So this Jew, this Jew, go around everywhere, try to take all the women. He tries to drink up all the booze, and he's a no good racist. Just like a Hulk Hogan. Jew Bond is just like a racist, no good faggot Hulk Hogan. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? I wasn't... I, honestly, 
I wasn't sure if you were going to tie it back to Hogan. How, how do you feel about Hogan's recent legal uh, troubles? Batista needs to go put his thumbs in Hulk Hogan's eyes and tear out his Jew faggot eyes. Wow. Strong words. Strong words, Mr. Sheik. Uh, would you say that you think that uh, Hulk Hogan has ever got a chance of sort of coming back from this? No, they rewrite history. I go in and I tell Vince McMahon, all change. Rewrite all history. Madison Square Garden. WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania, that, that no, that uh, WrestleMania 1 is Madison Square Garden. She could come in and beat everybody, take the championship. WrestleMania 3, uh, Iron Sheik come in, slam Andre the Giant. That's what I was Retain yep. the championship. And then Mega Powers collide. Iron Sheik face Jew Warrior and it killed the Warrior. He'd crush him dead. Iron Sheik champion for all time. Hulk Hogan never exists anymore. Wow. Uh, so do you think they're going to make another James Bond movie? If they do, it needs to star Batista, the Jew killer, along with a Nazi. So you enjoyed his performance. This is my favorite Jew Bond movie. Really? This I don't a... like Jew Bond. I always want him to die. And this is my favorite one. Wow, really? I, you know what, Mr. Sheik? I, I wanted to see the movie, but now I'm a lot more excited to see it. It's the best Jew Bond of all time. Uh, and do you think Sting's going to show up at Survivor Series? I think there's no <laughs> chance of that, because I break his back and I make him a hammer. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Sheik, for joining us. Iron Sheik, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I don't think we... You know, he talked a lot during the movie when I was there, sitting there watching with it. I was trying to enjoy it, but he kept taking me out of the realism Did of the movie. you... The realism? I heard it was pretty fantastical. Like, it, it's a spectacle, isn't it? It's uh, very cinematic, very epic. There's a lot of scenic shots, you know, when they when they show you what's going on. And I was thinking about the old Bond movies and going, man, they're just, like, in a room and just trying to act cool. Karate one, chop. Yeah, yeah, this one's all over the place. So it's it's pretty it's a great theater experience, no doubt. Uh, I I was watching one the other night at a bar, and like Sean Connery shows up at a bar in Marrakesh and like has a, like a dangerous game of cards in literally a, like a saloon, mm-hmm. and then he goes and nails some chick in his hotel room. But oh. it was like it was the so like, that was Doctor No Goldfinger from Russia <laughs> with yeah, Love Thunderball. <laughs> they just redressed the bar set to be a hotel room, like it was that small. But it felt classy. It felt really cool. There's something about it. Let me ask you this. Who in the wrestling world could be James Bond? Uh, looks or in terms of charisma? I guess it's got to be both, right? Like, so we've yeah, got, but you've I, got well, your Sean I mean, Connery. You've got your I think we should, Moore. We, we should probably do all three. That's what I think. Because Well, well okay. You could take an archetype of a Bond. Cause Connery... CM Punk. It's CM Punk. <laughs> it's going to be CM Punk. <laughs> Too many tats, man. Ah, uh, cool. All right. Uh, well, because Bond was everything, or uh, Connery was everything, right? Connery had the whole package, uh, right? To me, it's Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is the only person who could really pull it off. And like, it could be Vince McMahon now; it'd be like the Expendables Bond, or it could be Vince McMahon in the '80s, where he was still totally swole and his head was always never the right size. <laughs> right. But he like. Honestly, it's because he's the only guy I can picture in a tuxedo, and he would be wearing, like, a really clean 80s black tuxedo with just an atrocious, super gaudy red bow tie. (laughs) (laughs) Like a guy who's getting married that day, but you knew he just, like, had way too much sex with a bridesmaid before he walked down the aisle. (laughs) You know what? Like, that's what that red bow tie tells me every time. It's like, ugh, just too much sex. That is a really good answer. Isn't it? Yeah. Vince McMahon is James Bond. And I think honestly, it would I would watch the shit out of that movie. Honestly, they're gonna oh, make a yeah. movie with wrestlers. I want to see a movie with Vince McMahon because he every time he steps out it's there, true. he's always the ringmaster. He's always wants he commands the stage, even if it's overacting. It's still it's it's committed. Yeah, it is so like he's the he's one of the greatest theater actors I think of all time. Absolutely, yeah. one of the greatest melodrama actors of all time because also they never recorded any of the melodrama actors. Yeah, because it was the fucking nineteen tens. But I'll like imagine they do two cuts for every scene of the new James Bond movie. Uh, uh, t- what a uh, Cashmere, the new James Bond movie, and the the song is Cashmere by Led Zeppelin, but it's uh it's Vince McMahon, and they do two. One where he says his lines, Bond. James Bond, <laughs> and then the other one with the director always grabbing people by the lapel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he says it like Michael Keaton in Batman each time. <laughs> and then Sam Mendes, who are you? <laughs> Sam Mendes runs up each time. He's like Vince. That was that was really great. 
um, let's just try one at like eight percent of that, <laughs> and then that's even bigger. Gah, gah, gah. What'd you like to drink? Protein shake <laughs> with raw eggs. Shake it, shake it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they really okay. They're they're constantly doing the action movies. WWE films really needs to do the spy movie. Honestly, like, and the biggest disappointment was when they put Triple H in stuff, and he's better in other stuff. Do you know what I mean? He was better in Blade Trinity than he was in the entirety of The Chaperone, in the entirety of that Michael Rappaport indie drama, you know? Yeah, it's 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 what I constantly kick myself for being too afraid to ask J.J. Dillon over the phone, that question of, you know, with movies nowadays and putting wrestlers in them, and it's all tied in together, and it's all acknowledged as much as it is. Do you play to their strengths of the wrestler, like Triple H being the badass on TV at the time, still had the ponytail and all that, and now he's the wannabe dad and all soft and mushy and everything? Or do you go, no, he's, he's just a fucking badass barbarian and you play to the wrestler type like yeah. what Kane is in See No Evil? Yeah, you play to the type and you just have your director rein him in. That's it. They already have been rehearsing and going up in four performances an, uh, a week mm-hmm. for the last eight years or two decades. It doesn't matter who's doing it. But if you are, if you have a wrestler in a movie and you don't have a scene of them sweating and yelling, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so you're saying Mr. Nanny didn't work because... Oh, well, that did work because <laughs> he was sweating and yelling the entire time. See, on occasion, if they make five movies, one of those five has to be someone against type. Yeah. Just to try, just to see what it is and to get but that persona. that being said, like, where are the four movies where they're playing to type? Yeah. That being said, I feel like there's an entire swath of wrestler movies I might have missed. But I look, you didn't catch me the first wave. You know, how am I supposed to watch them now? And I got quite a few of them. I've been stocking up on them. And we haven't done a Get Strict episode in a while. And I know I always tease it on here. But we, with the holidays coming up, let's face it, we're not going to be here recording each and every week. So yeah. we're going to put one in the can. I'd be interested in Condemned 2 with, uh, with Orton. Did you see Condemned 1? No. Neither have I, so I'll be totally confused. <laughs> Look, it doesn't need to be on an island anymore. Now it's in the back of Arizona. <laughs> the back of Arizona. <laughs> you know, Tucson. Well, I got Vendetta, and that's one I've been really wanting to watch. And then let's, yeah, we'll do one soon. You know what that one is, right? Uh, Stone Cold? No, no, no. Vendetta is Dean Cain and Big Show in a prison. Oh, boy. that's That's got everything I want. Then Dean Cain is the uh, is the inmate, and Big Show is his lawyer, right? He's <laughs> trying to get him off death row. That's right. His lawyer just gets stuck in the cell with him. Yeah, he's too big. Um, it, honestly, I would not be surprised if the WWE made a movie about like two wrestlers who are convicts who get like in the middle of a riot. A riot goes down, and this and the entire like prison gets taken over by prisoners. And then WWE is, but it's just about these two prisoners who are safe in their cell having a conversation about, you know, their their living situation. <laughs> Ugh, what a clusterfuck. Speaking of clusterfucks, we got so many tournaments in wrestling right now. Do you know this? Uh, yeah, so there's the one for Seth Rollins, uh, the, vacant right. title. Yeah, the the one for Seth Rollins to win Seth Rollins at your it's home. It's your winning for and- Seth Rollins pride and for him to come and vacuum your home. <laughs> Uh, ow! 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 Uh, we have the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament mm-hmm. currently going on right now. The latest, uh, as of this recording, SmackDown happened with the final first round matches that we'll get into in a second here. So the the first bracket is done. First correct? bracket is done. Yeah. It's in the books. And then there's also the TNA tournament for people to find Destination America. Whoever finds it first gets to watch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you get a uh, stock. Yeah. You get a controlling interest in TNA. Mm-hmm, that's so. right. So And a global force beer cozy. <laughs> so TNA did the world title series first. No one knows when it's going to fucking end. No one knows how it's going to end. It's going on. There's points. There's all this confusing stuff going on. From the last that I've seen, there is no bracket. There's just points. Um, And WWE copied the idea of doing a tournament right now they could have done several other things they could have brought back the scramble 
You know, I, I like a tournament I, as long as it doesn't have points. <laughs> I like a tournament too. I'm just surprised that you know someone probably went, hey, you know, they're doing a tournament over on the other show, and they go, ah, we're doing a tournament too. Oh, uh, that's when Vince just said something like. Ah, Miss Money Penny, pussy. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. exactly what he said. And then they're like, uh, maybe we need to make these sexual jokes a little bit more, you know, masked. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can bring up the bracket here, because I know a lot of them off the top of my head. Um, I know I was really disappointed because the one of the first matches was Cesaro versus Reigns, right? Uh, no, that'll be the... That's be this the, this Monday. Cesaro versus Sheamus, and he won. But I was kind of bummed that Cesaro was going up against Reigns so fast because I want Cesaro to go far in the tournament. All right, so I have the tournament that's not totally up to date, but I can fill in the rest of the gaps here. Uh, iPad makes it grow bigger. So when I originally looked at this, I'm like, wow, this is really cookie cutter, and there's not a lot of – there's a lot of guys where you go – Scott, those are cookie cutters. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me change the picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, that they're not going to continue forward. Like Titus O'Neil versus Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Yeah. I love Titus O'Neil. He's not going to move forward. Uh, Dean Ambrose versus Tyler Breeze. It's Tyler Breeze's first match on the main roster. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ziggler and Miz. Come on. Ziggler, I hope, right? Yeah, it was Ziggler. Um, and just being able to tell. But honestly, Scott, I'm like, I'm worried. I don't know. <laughs> like, you said those, but I, like part of me is like, yeah, sorry, Tyler Breeze is, is going over Owens. Well, I know what's going to happen later in the tournament because there's certain things that you can just tell. Like, yeah. you've watched it long enough. That's you know. what my disappointment was with Roman and Cesaro. Right. Well, yeah. that match is going to happen on Monday. Um, and then there's this bracket right here that's not filled in, but it happened tonight on SmackDown, both matches. So, Del Rio versus Stardust. Who won? Del Rio. Correct. Kalisto versus Ryback. Who won? Who's Kalisto? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Joel Anderson, <laughs> um, Kalisto is one half of the Lucha Dragons. He's the tinier guy. Ah, uh, does this look like spinach? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's spinach in your beard. I'm asking you, who won the match? Ryback? No. Wow. Kalisto won. So how many matches? The biggest shock, I think, of maybe the entire year. Tell me how many matches that we've gone over so far. It's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, we got uh, Neville and Barrett. Neville won. So it's Neville versus Owens. And then we've got Ziggler Ambrose. Yeah, so the eighth match is the has the only upset. Yes, a gigantic upset um, with Kalisto winning and moving on. And he won clean. Beat Ryback straight up. It was. It's a really fucking cool match. That is really cool. That makes me think that on Monday, Del Rio and Callisto, like they set it up so that Callisto and Del Rio are going to have a really awesome match. Yeah, I think so. Um, but it's big things happening, gigantic stakes on the line, uh, and all because of Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins at the top of his game, um, doing everything that a champ can, being the WWE champion, fighting everybody, getting through it. Uh, sadly not being the main event of most of his pay-per-view matches. Yeah, that's really a shame. But he always delivered. I was never bored during a Seth Rollins match, especially White Pants Rollins. <laughs> especially. Yeah, you knew that's, that was money Rollins when you got White Pants Rollins. That's right. Um, So he he did everything that there was to do and just a fluke accident. Fighting Kane overseas somewhere. I don't remember. Ireland, I believe. Ireland. And doing this uh, flip over powerbomb through a table to Kane. And his knee just 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 explodes in three places. Johnny LaQuasto uh, knows he's a physical therapist. And he knows like, oh, it's the ACL, the MCL. It's called the triple triad amongst the medical industry. And oh, you're totally doomed. I don't know. <laughs> Are you serious? Did he say that? It's it's yeah. It's three things, and it's it's got a specific name to it amongst the medical community, where it's just this moniker of doom. Oh so my god! It's. It sucks. It's it's if he comes back from this, my prediction is he's gonna be the most beloved guy on the planet. It's gonna be like when Triple H came back to Madison Square Garden. I, yeah, I bet because even as a heel, like he's beloved. Yeah, and it's gonna be now like you had the passion to come back and all that rise. It doesn't matter what he did before; people are just gonna fucking love him. What did what did he do before that was so bad? <laughs> what did he do before? He was so great. Uh, J and J Security and Kane. 
the architect. Yeah, turned on his friends. Uh, Shield Scott, the <laughs> cool, greatest triple tag team I've ever seen. Oh, Rikishi and Too Cool. Ugh, dance your way out of my heart. <laughs> oh, right to censor. Uh, oh, they were good. Yeah, I like them good. a lot. Yeah, great well, theme music. Scott, honestly, I'm really excited about this because we're talking about the tournament. We're talking about Rollins. Yeah. I've got a very special guest today. Oh. And I wanted to welcome you back with an exclusive interview. Oh, I see on the docket there uh, that you're holding. It says Seth Rollins. Uh, let me just move my thumb. Znee. Oh. Seth Rollins' knee is oh. on the show today. Oh, what a good get. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Because if you want to get info, you want to get it straight from the source. Uh, come on in. Come on in. Oh, it looks like it's very difficult to do. <laughs> now he's dragging Seth across the floor. Shh. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, do we need to uh, whisper right now? Yeah, look, I'm going to whisper. I don't want to wake up Seth. Oh, is Seth sedated? It... Yeah, Seth's, uh, Seth's sleeping. Uh, look, you... you He's look... in recovery. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, it looks like you've been through surgery. Yeah, really tough surgery. I don't think you're supposed to be dragging anyone around right now. Look, guys, you booked me. I had to come for the interview. Where was your surgery? Oh, I, Alabama. Oh, Jesus Christ! Or was it Florida? It's probably Alabama. Uh, it's probably Alabama. Yeah, Dr. Ducard. We're in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, guys, didn't want to miss this. No, 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 no. You should have called us over Skype. Really big fan of the oh. Curtain Jerks podcast. Oh, God. No, no, no. Think of Seth's career. You can't do all this. I look, when I think of careers, I think of 25 great wrestlers. Really didn't expect it on the show. Look, no, I. you need to be resting right now. Can we levitate? I'm resting. I'm resting. Look, elevate you. I'm elevated. Look, I'm elevated. Yeah. Look. Seth's on the floor, and I'm up here on the mic. Everything's fine. His face is just covered in muck, though. hes I mean, we haven't really swept in here. I've been gone. You know, I do janitorial duties at this point. And I have a cat that sheds. <laughs> yeah, this is... And it doesn't talk. No, it's not a talking cat. No. I, look, if it was a talking cat, that'd be great. Guys, uh, I, I just want to let you know, I am a little worried that I'm, I'm not going to be a top... Per- top form for a while yeah i'm afraid seth might miss mania oh no i know i know know. i'm sorry guys but there's big plans he was supposed to fight triple h what (laughs) what you didn't know oh that's awesome who did you think he was gonna fight orton i thought it was gonna just orton it was just gonna be me dropping on the back of orton's face again no come on you did that already but what a great match yeah, th- hey, it was a great match. Wasn't that curb stomp awesome that went into the RKO? Yeah, well, oh, was that was that the downfall? That moment or was it something else? I know the uh, flip into the powerbomb in Ireland to drop Kane. It wasn't like and injuries like this, it isn't necessarily a uh uh building up over time. Sometimes all three things pop just at once. Oh, that's terrible. What are they? Uh well, well what am I going to name every molar in my mouth? Yeah. Wait, do you have a mouth? Yeah, what do you think I'm talking with? <laughs> Good point. I'm sorry, I'm not a doctor. Honestly, but let's explain for the audience. I'm the back of the knee. That's how you could get this motion right here. I'm of me talking. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's so obvious. If only it's, we recorded this show with some sort of video, no, and people you, would know exactly what's Look, happening. I have been a big fan of podcasts for a while, guys. Really got to paint a picture. You do. You got to tell the story through words, and it creates imagery of the mind. And I see you. I believe. Yeah, you see Seth Rollins laying on the ground, gloves, no shirt, his pants and boots, and me, a talking me. And you're just swollen, and you've got that sort of rubbery elasticity to you uh, that, you know, whenever they do surgery, it's got that weird layer to you. you know uh, it's always about? that weird, super waxy skin layer. Yeah, but... I don't know what happens. I don't know if they start cutting up the knee, and then it just turns all waxy and weird. I don't get how that works it's the iodine it's the disinfectant they put down first it makes it look really unnatural oh yeah were you awake during the surgery the entire fucking time oh my god i look seth was out like a light and i was there uh, screaming oh my god but nobody could hear me because his leg was straight it seems like you wouldn't operate on the knee that way. No, you got to operate from the front, but the leg has to be straight. And you really got to paint a picture for podcast listeners. As I'm talking, it's a leg kicking. So you're just screaming into the bed the entire time. Yeah, they couldn't hear me. What were you thinking about? Uh, 
Mania. Yeah. I was thinking about my time with the Shield. Oh yeah. I was thinking about that time where I wish I was the mystery partner with Ambrose and Reigns mm-hmm. versus the Wyatt family. Can I ask you something? Who's your favorite Shield knee? Oh, back in the day. Yeah. Big fan of Ambrose knee. Yeah. Yeah, because he looks so cool with the hoodie with no sleeves. <laughs> A lot of people couldn't see. He had an awesome knee, too. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Reigns, he's got really cool knee pads. They're very futuristic, very Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. But Ambrose, Ambrose had some rough and tumble knees. Right. He was wearing skateboarding knee pads. Can I ask you something? Yeah, please. Mania Dream Match. Oh. Whose knee do you want to go up against? Look, you know, as a kid, I'd always have to say Hogan. Hogan's knees. <laughs> But, like, now with what's going on, I'm going to have to settle with probably my second favorite. I'm going to have to go with Nate. Oh, Charles Robinson. Nature boy, Ric Flair. Oh, I thought little Nate. Okay. Yeah, big Nate. But you'd want little Nate to referee that match. Yeah. But, I mean, the best thing about Ric Flair is no matter what he does, those knee pads are going to drop down no matter what. So it's going to be knee to knee action. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. His knees are exposed the entire time. No matter what. Even when he's wearing knee pads, you can see his knee nipples. They're like uh, shin pads. Yeah. They always turn into shin pads. Mm-hmm. If You're he right. has elbow pads, they always go up to his shoulder and go down to his wrists. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Wow, you really you really gave us a lot of insight. Well, when when is your returned expectancy right now it's indetermined oh indeterminate yeah what would you guess i could tell you what i wish what do you wish mania you want to come back at mania yeah dallas hundred thousand seats or uh maybe not mania but like the raw before mania or two raws before so i actually get a match so it wasn't just me showing up and interrupting i mean nobody ever comes back and just does a match no, I mean, think of, think of Mania. It's going to be 200,000 knees there. Uh, is it 100,000 and then you're doubling up for the knees? Yeah. I mean, if there's any veterans or people that lost knees, you know, thank you for your service. Well, yeah, I guess that I'm wrong in my account. Oh, no, hey, I, let's not split knees about it. <laughs> no, let's not, because that's the last thing you need. That's right. I only got one good one. Honestly enough, I don't know why I'm talking out of me right now. I hurt so bad. What's the other one? Was the other one want to say anything? No comment. <laughs> what an asshole. He's just a really old school guy. Just really, it's about the business. You know, you can't you can't pull back the curtain. Well, look, I, I he's keeping up kayfabe. Good for him. So I, I refer to you as Seth Rollins' knee. What would I refer to the other knee as? The architect knee. Oh, I see. He's in character. What oh. do you? He's he lives the gimmick. I can't. You know, that's their world, and they if they don't want to reveal it, then that's fine. You know, that's their. I thing. mean, you're kind of like the offshoot of the wrestling world. I think. Like, if you Not were to, according to Taz. No, if you were to to have intercourse with a woman oh, and you wore protection, if. you'd be like the stuff that collects at the bottom, at the edge. You know, that comes out after you go. <laughs> if what? intercourse was the wrestling community, this podcast is kind of like the sort of stuff that builds up at the base of the condom. You're not sure if it's ejaculate, sweat, or other. So wait, we're combination. Kurt, you're saying, hold on, Seth Rollins' knee. You're telling me that Curtain Jerks podcast is a combination, dick sweat and ejaculate, as well as possibly vagina sweat and uh, condom rubbings. If intercourse itself is the wrestling community. All right. Well, thank you for really evaluating our show and and coming on. You clearly are a fan of this podcast. (laughs) Look, I'd wear that (laughs) t-shirt. It's a little lengthy. (laughs) You got to tell it with pictures. You got to paint the picture. I don't know how to paint that picture, quite honestly. So thank you for stopping by. Um... You know, I, I hope all the best. I'm sorry. Was my metaphor too sexual? No, I think it's. I think it was very appropriate. I think it was very appropriate. Okay. I'm okay with it. I, I, Shh. Oh, I thought Seth was going to wake up. It seems like he's heavily sedated. And he that's is. Not gonna I'm going to pull him into the green room. Okay. Uh, God, just be safe, will you? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, you're welcome. 
Steve, I don't like that architect me one bit. What? Yeah. He seems so polite. Yeah, but, you know, you can be cool about Like, give me some sort of wink or nod. Hey, I, listeners, he didn't give me any sort of wink or nod. We're at a radio show. You know, you give me a little something like, hey, you know, I'm not going to talk. But no, just a dick. Oh, the arch- the other knee, the, the yeah. worker knee. Yes. Yeah, but you did like Seth Rollins' knee. Oh, what a... What a joy he is. I, I don't know. His description of what we are in terms of the wrestling industry seemed a little graphic to me. Apt, but graphic. <laughs> uh, look, I just I respect the guys that live the gimmick, Scott. Oh, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's great. He's a regular undertaker, that knee. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of the best interviews we never got came from guys just being like, sorry, no. <laughs> sorry, man. Um, I hope you fail in what you do. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks. Well, I guess we'll take the one, two, three on that then. <laughs> ding, ding, dong. <laughs> um, Is that the acapella Undertaker's entrance theme? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, what do you think about this whole uh, Wyatt thing and all that stuff? I don't know what's going on. Okay. I did watch The Undertaker on Jimmy Fallon. I heard about this. It was very weird. Tell me what you saw and I'll fill in a blank that you might not know about. Uh, Jimmy Fallon read the suggestion box and someone said it'd be great if The Undertaker did the Tombstone Piledriver on a turkey. And I believe the turkey is Brad Maddox? It is! You know this! Okay. I haven't seen this. I just heard about this tonight. And The Undertaker came out and it was just very strange watching him come out and not in an arena and like seeing him on a stage. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And then seeing him do a choke slam, uh, not a choke slam, a uh, tombstone pole dri- pile driver to anyone in any room is always impressive to me. It looks fucking rad. Right. And The Undertaker is, what, 6'4? Is that what you said? Or he's 7'1? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's 8'9, right? He's 14'11. He's very tall. I'm 6'5. If he were 6'4, that's not impressive. How tall is The Undertaker? Undertaker's like 6'10, 6'11. He is a giant. But he's done so many tombstone pile drivers on his knees, according to Hulk Hogan, he's probably 5'7 now. <laughs> Uh, that being said, that was the least winded I'd ever seen The Undertaker. He didn't sell for that turkey at all, and it was glorious. Was it glorious for the wrestling fan, or did how did the audience take it? They cheered. When his music hit, they cheered, and like it was awesome to see him do the uh, tombstone. Uh, what was my favorite part was having The Undertaker not super punch drunk. Right. Which is my least favorite thing i think in all of wrestling is seeing yes. the undertaker as vulnerable like i don't mind him losing but seeing him just sort of wobble around like yeah. there's a it's an element of the western that i don't need do you know what i mean like in uh yojimbo the samurai movie like toshiro mifune gets the shit kicked out of him the rest of the movie he's like still scheming but he's beat up the Undertaker is like the guy in the Western who gets beat up in the saloon, but he still is a great gunfighter. Yeah. There's just something about it that I don't like in terms of watching him just sort of take forever to wobble around. Because it's yeah, it's, it's not what we're being taught. It's not what the mythology is. Right, because he's... He looks like a dying man, not a dead yeah, man. Exactly, yeah. He's he's mortal uh, in the way that that happens. It's not, it's not that he lacks power. It's not that he lacks uh, the the uh like the mana points like it's the just... energy is all there still like he's still just seeing him i feel like is he's such a somber dark force but, but it... there's something the humanity like you've said it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me because it brings up the argument every time from people when they go like oh that's it he's done he's gonna retire he's gonna retire at this mania he's gonna retire at this mania he can't go anymore that's because he's doing that so well but it's clouding everything because it's like stop it you're making us think you're incapable of doing this yeah i there's i don't know what the fix is because it's not just doing what he did before it out yeah just cut it out uh but also like he doesn't do the sit-up anymore yeah he does i feel like it's not it's always still wounded or it's not like there is something about it like it's the terminator that's what always gets me about it well you mean no it's it's uh, michael myers I always saw it as, I mean, the Michael Myers is fantastic. Is that what he got it from? I think so. I think that's the first sit-up in cinema from a a an evil character. Like, I mean, it would be great. They're dead and gone, and then it just it's the sit right up because I can't think of it in Terminator. Uh, in the nightclub, the he shoot Michael Bean shoots him, and then he hits the ground, and then he sits back up. I believe. Well, Halloween came out before it. 
That being said, awesome. I think it's one of the coolest moves ever, and I feel like every time I've seen it lately, it hasn't had the same effect for me. Like, Except for SummerSlam with a laugh. When Lesnar was laughing and they were both like two crazy guys screaming at each other was awesome. Yeah, but the Taker sat up to do that. That was fantastic. I don't feel like I saw it at all at Hell in a Cell. He did. I know he did it. He did it for sure, and then at the end when everything was gone, and then he's doing the oh, that's what got me. It was like an old jalopy. I love the Undertaker. Like I can, as I get older, I like there's something about like oh man, he was always there, wasn't he? And it's like it's comforting. He's there. He's on the box. It's there, comforting you. I'm on the box. Well, if you want me to take a shit in a trench coat and call it The Undertaker, I can. <laughs> Wait, it has to be your bull. <laughs> you got it. Uh, so at the end of tombstoning, uh, tombstoning uh, Brad Maddox in a turkey outfit, did he then go, Survivor Series, only on the WWE Network. Oh, I would love that. Uh, Jimmy Fallon came up and he tried to shake The Undertaker's hand, but he did it too fast. Like, after the tombstone. And so Undertaker just looked at his hand, and then the clip ended. Okay. Honestly, I think Jimmy Fallon should have got chokeslammed. And then it should have been the Undertaker taking over the show. Oh, (laughs) the Untonight Show. And he interviews people, but in character. (laughs) Do you feel like you're ready for the dragon? Paul Giamatti, <laughs> will the Reaper come for your soul when this movie debuts on Friday? Well, I, uh, I've i got a new show coming out called Billions. Uh, we now go to the soulless commercials that will consume your wallet. <laughs> that would be so... Bong! <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Speaking of great, it is time for Jerk Tweets. Follow us on Twitter at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. This one's from Benjamin Arier. He says, you can issue a guaranteed effective drone strike on one wrestler with no physical damage. Who is the target? What? Like, <laughs> what, are we are we are we shooting them with love beams? <laughs> I guess um, it's it's like a like a shock. You know, it's it's like you got them, you know, it's like a whoopee cushion or a or a. Or a handshake buzzer? Are we, like, flying the drone into him? <laughs> what do you mean no physical damage? The entire point of a drone strike is to kill children. I don't know, understand if he's maybe, got... Maybe the no physical damage is to us. Oh! Maybe there's no repercussions to us. Uh, well, I mean, it's a drone strike. We're already 600 miles away, if not more. Yeah, but Steve, we've laid down this uh, digital track, and, you know, it could be traced back to us. When wrestler Google searches... Uh, drone attack yeah so uh, honestly i think what benjamin's saying is in terms of physical damage there's no war wartime war crime tribunal that's gonna get us exactly so who do we slap in the face with a drone that doesn't come back to us with a dildo that's attached to it (laughs) yeah that's what it is they're bending over and then we just insert a large uh unlubed dildo into them via a drone i said slap it it doesn't have to be sexual assault and then then it goes boom 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 uh uh, Did we get this drone from Saints Row? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got the drone from Saints Row. Well, and it says, your package has been delivered. I don't want to be, I mean, uncreative, but I mean, Brad Maddox has always seemed pretty irritating. <laughs> and like, I know we already talked about him, but geez, Brad Maddox. So you'd slap him with a dildo. Or drive, via- the, or like fly the drone into him so it hits him in the back of the head. And he's just like, how? <laughs> Ooh, a drone. <laughs> All right, Brad Maddox, that's a good choice. Uh, you know, um, hmm, I want to diversify, and I want to say someone from the TNA roster. Oh, diversity. I'm going to say Mike Tanay. Oh, that's, that's kind of a bummer. Like, I just imagine he, like, he just filled up his car with, like, like unleaded yeah and he was uh he was like he was he bought some corn nuts because that's his favorite road snack yeah and he was like washing the bird poop off the rental car Mm because it's like it's a rental but he still wants to drive in style but he lives in florida and they tape in florida so it's weird that he gets a rental it's some money saving scheme that he has yeah and like honestly but he's like he's on time like he's got a little bit of time to enjoy the scenery and like this nice little breeze that picks up Mm mm-hmm I don't think the drone misses him, Scott. I think it just goes right into his rear window. Well, then it does, and then he, he gets spooked and creeped out, and then he thinks it's thinks it's robotic aliens. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what a drone is. But at first, he's just like, 
Ah, it's a rental. <laughs> it's like, oh no, why? What? Some sort of spacecraft? <gasps> Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, he's he's talking to it forever. Yeah. Communicate to me. He's trying to figure out who in the TNA roster he can he can uh, confide in about this crazy robotic machine from the sky that crashed into his car. Who can I trust? Yeah, and uh, you know, no one. He can trust no one. Yeah, and he goes insane. By thinking that he's going to be under attack. And that's uh, why somber. Josh Matthews got his job. Yeah, somber. Because <laughs> he went crazy. Talking there's, about robots. There's robots. There's robots. Don't you understand? Uh, and we got another one here from Lovekin028 saying, Hardcore wrestling fans have become like comic book guy from The Simpsons. What roles would other characters play in WWE? Like from The Simpsons, you suppose? I suppose, yeah. You know, you know what I noticed is I didn't notice it from Bray Wyatt, but from cosplay Bray Wyatt fans, they look exactly like comic book guy. Yes. I think there's it's the combination of the long hair, the beard, and the fedora, which is probably immediately sort of clicking some sort of pop culture button in your head. And the and the shape. The yeah. body shape. Like it is it is comic book guy. Yeah. So it's it's a nice outlet that they have someone else who's like dark, mysterious, and cool. So if they look like comic book guy one day, they can just change up the outfit. Yeah, I'm Bray Wyatt now. Mm-hmm. Um, Scorpio, Vince McMahon. <laughs> what? Scorpio? Yeah, Scorpio. The uh, Albert oh, from Brooks. The, from the... <laughs> the Albert Brooks Bond villain. Uh, yeah, the, talking about hammocks. Yeah. Oh, there's hammocks on third. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Vince. All right. Well, Vince McMahon's your go-to answer for everybody. I just love Vince McMahon. I'm like the guy on the show who's like, guys, I'm just a really big Vince McMahon fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mo Sislak is, uh, oh, I just had it. It was, um, oh, God, that seems like it could be a couple guys. Yeah. Uh, just a oh, it's Steve Ambrose. <laughs> what? <laughs> the ugly loser? No, it's not the loser part. It's just kind of the voice to me. The Mo Sislak and Dean Ambrose is like almost interchangeable. Uh, I I would think um maybe maybe Roman Reigns and uh and Dean Ambrose are Carl and Lenny. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, boy, who else? Who else from The Simpsons? I know. Uh, Eric Bischoff is Mr. Burns. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Oh, not Ted Turner. You see Bischoff? I never see Ted Turner. Okay. I never see Ted Turner anymore, Scott. <laughs> I never see him. Yeah, he never comes to those tabletop games. Uh, uh boy. Um, oh, uh, JBL is that is that rich Texas oil tycoon? Bang, bang, bang! Yeah, that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then the twins from Bart's class are the Bella twins. <laughs> Apu is the great Kali. Uh huh. And then Wendell, the kid who barfs all the time. Uh, he's the albino kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't see him very much anymore. Yeah, I don't, don't even really know him by name. You had to describe him. Uh, that's, I'm just picking Simpsons characters. I've been struggling no, I like, for wrestlers. I like this. Um, oh, it's Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even as much as I'd want Groundskeeper Willie to be Seamus, I think it's Wendell the barfing kid is mm-hmm. Seamus. <laughs> These are great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Paul Heyman is... Uh, um, I want to say Martin, but no, he's got to be cooler than that. Who's the coolest person on The Simpsons? Who's the coolest person on The Simpsons? Yeah. I mean, besides Snake. Bart, right? Yeah, but, like, that's Paul Heyman, right? What? Like, not shape-wise. I'm just saying, like, Paul Heyman's the coolest guy in WWE. Well, Nelson is Brock Lesnar. Obviously. <laughs> but So the guy with the skull t-shirt and the purple beanie is Paul Heyman? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think, think so it either. goes by that, yeah. by that way. Um, I don't. I don't know who would Paul Heyman be in The Simpsons. He's not. He well. He's the honestly. He would be a Simpsonified version of Paul Heyman. I guess so. Yeah. It seems like there's somebody we're not thinking of though. Somebody's screaming at their computer right now, going, "Ah, it's it's Smithers!" Like, no, it's not Smithers. It's obviously not Smithers. Uh, Ned Flanders. Yeah. Uh, Ned Flanders is a uh... God. This is really hard. Every this time... is hard. Yeah, I'm really... we're to do an entire roster of Simpsons to WWE characters. It would take some like we need prep. Yeah, you need to. Uh, I saw the coolest trailer uh, called Bart Kira, 
Okay. And it is the entire Akira comic book redone with Simpsons characters. Wow. It is awesome. And they made a trailer for it, but it's all in comic book form. And the, Bart Kira is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Tweet it out. I will. No, you won't. I will. Well, you say that. Hey, I'll tweet it to you. Therefore, it will somehow get tweeted out. Hooray! <laughs> uh, and, you know, we, we had talked a little bit about Undertaker, and uh, they're really they're really pushing this whole thing. They're really doing this whole thing up about uh, it's the 25th anniversary of Survivor Series, all that jargon, all that stuff. The big, big, big deal. Look, anniversaries are a really big deal, Scott. You want to make sure that you're honoring people, their first appearance, what their legacy is. Mm -hmm. I mean, pay-per-views aren't just uh, a once-a-month sort of occurrence. They're milestones throughout the year. They're what we use to remember what happened to us during the year. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the big four, but honestly... Uh, some pay-per-views are just as big. A pay-per-view is a special occasion. It is a special occasion, but, you know, they, they treat him like he's the only one that has anything special going on, which I, I just think it's a little unfair. Oh, the gobbledygooker? You know what? It's probably his uh, anniversary I'm, I'm sorry. Well. Let me say that again. The gobbledygooker? Yeah, it's probably his anniversary as well. Man, I don't feel comfortable saying that at all. Why not? I, it's just the uh, gooker part just seems a little too close gooker. to us. Yeah, it seems too slang for uh, Vietnamese Viet Cong. If you point it out like that, yeah. I can't help it. Well, all our Viet Cong listeners are now really upset that you that you pointed well, out like that. First of all, I don't I hope we don't have any Viet Cong listeners. I hope we do. I hope it's the majority of our listeners. Well, Viet Cong listeners, I can't check the iTunes rate and review, but I hope it's dazzling. I Vietnamese listeners, please. I hope you enjoy but Viet Cong, I unless something happened culturally that I'm unaware of. Viet Cong Steve wants to spend a Christmas with you. I know this for a fact. That sounds like a Christmas album. <laughs> but you're be. right. You know what? You are right. Yeah. When Steve it comes wants to, to spend Christmas with the Viet Cong. When there's special occasions, you need to honor a debut and a beginning. And like The Undertaker, I think there's no none better. I love you. Ugh, brother love. <laughs> Man, I've seen you on TV before, pal, but yeah, I never, I'm often caught off guard. The lights in here are rather hot, Brother Sears. Here, uh, take this silk kerchief. I will. Thank you. My genitalia has been sweating a lot. I'll keep that. Uh, Brother Love, thank you for joining us. What Now, what brings us brings you here uh, during our Survivor Series it segment? It is my anniversary, Brother Sears. For the Survivor Series. That's later in November. That's what this month is. They're celebrating the Undertaker who is death. And I am all love. You know what? I did hear that. The opposite of war is fucking. That's right, Brother (laughs) Sears. Which reminds me, here is your kerchief back. Uh, Would you wrench that, please? (laughs) Sure thing. (laughs) Oh, I hit your shoes. Well, there. That is some splatter, ain't it? I love you. Well, Brother Love, thank you very much for joining us. I, what what would you like people to know about Survivor Series on this 25th anniversary of The Undertaker? I would like them to know it's not all about death and darkness. That is the Wyatts and the Brothers of Destruction. There is love to be had. Oh, uh, are you going to be participating in the Survivor Series this year? I will, but I have some chores to do first. Uh, what chores? Brother Sears, just lay your head down upon this bed right here. Oh, did you did you wheel this bed in here? I did, because I love you. What is this, a single? I love you so much, I'm just going to harness you in. Uh, now just relax. All right. Just stay there. Okay. I love you. I love curtain jerks. Hey, me too. You know, it's, I mean... Ups and downs, I feel like it develops as a show. I mean, honestly, did you hear what Seth Rollins' knee said about the show? I did. I was in the lobby, and I heard everything playing. And I don't like the dark side that is this show. Sometimes there are things that are said that are naughty, Mm -hmm. and I don't like it because you're a dirty birdie. Oh, all right. (laughs) These are kind of... What is this? What is this? Leather? I'm having a little bit of trouble standing up here. Just going to... 
harness you in a little further and take off your boots. All right. Just to relax mm-hmm. and put this piece of wood in between your legs. Oh, okay. Because I don't want you to get up and do anything dirty, Steve. Oh, wait a minute. Brother Sears, you do a dirty show. I, well, look. You uh, could clean things up. I know Taz is mad at you. Look, we had a very poop-centric show maybe eight episodes in a row, but, I mean, that just happens sometimes. It sounds like Ethan Carter the Third, Rockstar Spud, and other people have said other things about you that maybe they're not happy with the kind of comedy that you bring. Well, you know, different strokes. Does it have to be at other people's expense? Do you have to make fun of everybody? That's not love. I mean, granted, it isn't love, but honestly, I feel like we make fun of more of ourselves enjoying wrestling than we do of other wrestlers, except for the bad ones. I mean... Bad there wrestling. is no bad in wrestling. It is all good. Are you a fan of Triple H? Yeah, I think he's pretty cool. Well, then do you like this sledgehammer? Oh, wow. Well, an ode to Triple H and all the love that he brings to wrestling. We're going to fix you, Steve. We're going to clean you, Brother Sears. Oh, wait a minute. Are you... Oh, can't seem to get up. Scott. Scott. Yeah. Scott. I'm getting a burrito. I know, but I'm just... I think Brother Love is going to hobble me. Cool! All right. We're recording, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. Yes, it's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to hobble you, because I hobble you. All right, just fucking do it. Do it. Do it. That's one foot, and now the other. Do it. Do it. Do it. Ah! I love you, Brother Sears, but you do a dirty show when you're a dirty birdie. You gotta fix this, and until you fix this, I'm gonna keep you here in the studio, and you won't be able to escape. Hey, look, got a recording equipment, just uh, got a song in my heart. (laughs) I'm your biggest fan, so I want you to stay at this here laptop and record a clean Funniest show that your fans deserve. All right, and brother. I love. will not leave your side until you do. All right, brother. Love. I am right here. So start recording your clean show now. I want you to start recording it. Why aren't you recording it? All right. Uh. Oh, brother. Love. The the laptop is smoking. What? That uh, seems absurd. It, it is very strange. Smoke. <laughs> Just put this laptop, this burning laptop in your mouth. And then take this old school typewriter and just... Steve, what did you do to our guest? Look, Scott, it's a bit of a long story, but Brother Love hobbled me because he thought the show was a little dirty. What was that? Did you have, like, a fucking Al, Porso, uh, Al Pastor burrito? This yeah. was, what is that, pork? Yeah. This was really good. Yeah, yeah, Al Pastor. It's... Hey, could you help me off the floor into the chair? Yeah, you got it, buddy. Uh, 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 look at me. I'm a baby. I'm a baby koala. <laughs> I'm your I'm your baby, Scott. I'm your baby koala. God, your nails are sharp. Look at me. I'm a baby koala. Oh, you're tearing up my back. Oh, uh, thanks, pal. Oh. Uh. Well, hobbling, that won't take long to recoup from. Yeah, and so, uh, well, I uh, shoved... Seth Rollins' knee will give you some advice. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I shoved the burning laptop in Brother Love's mouth, and then I smashed his face with a a typewriter. Then where's his body? (sighs) Oh, my God, I hope this doesn't come to haunt me later when I'm talking to my agent in a restaurant. (laughs) Me too, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, me too. When you're on your big book or movie tour... (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I think that wraps up this episode of Curtain Tricks here. Uh, you saw Misery in New York just recently, didn't you, on Broadway? Unrelated! (laughs) Laurie Metcalf and Bruce Willis? That's right. How was it? That's right. On Broadway, they're in previews. Uh, kind of expected a train wreck because there were, there were things. I saw this because you posted a photo on my Facebook page. Yeah? Of the show. 
And I was trying to piece it together. I'm like, is that what this is? I'm very proud of you that you pieced it together. And then I was utterly blown away that you then went to the show. I did go I to the show. I thought that was fantastic. I was so happy for you. Stephen King's Misery on Broadway. Uh, and Bruce Willis has an earpiece because he doesn't know all of his lines. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Not noticeable. But also, Bruce was okay. How did you know he didn't have all, know all his lines? Did like someone start to come out at the beginning of the performance? This performance tonight will be played by Bruce Willis and his assistant Allison in his earpiece. Hello. <laughs> um, it was there was large rumors of it online, mm-hmm. and then when seeing the show, he has a large bandaid on the back of his neck and an earpiece in his ear. I so was, I was able to tell. They should just put the bandage on his ear. <laughs> they really should. <laughs> yeah, them putting it there wasn't wasn't so subtle. Yeah. I, I do this with everybody I talk to about. To play devil's advocate, he's 30 years out of practice for knowing, two, you know. Two and a half hours worth of lines. Yeah, an hour and a half worth of lines, but, but he, he's doing a couple pages Was he a, a huge theater guy? It said in the, in the program that he made his off-Broadway debut before Moonlighting. Yeah, so he he's did very out of practice with that style, but he did True West with somebody I didn't recognize. But he also did like True West when he was really young, also. But, but I think that paycheck, was like black box stuff. When there's a paycheck involved and there's some prep to this, learn your lines. And most of his lines are reactionary. Yeah, but he was good. He wasn't great by any means. How was Metcalf? Oh my God, she was stellar. I bet she's uh, she's got the best crazy eyes in the business. She was Annie Wilkes. That's it's popularly known. The two parts, James Caan and uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates in the film. Uh, Lori Metcalf is, if you listeners don't know, Jackie from Roseanne was their sig- signature role. She was stellar. I bet. She's fantastic. She's crazy. Uh, she's sweet. She's innocent. She's neurotic. Uh, she's all my ex-girlfriends, all wrapped into one. It was so great to see. Uh, and there's an element in this show that is uh, sexual and you think they could fall in love. I Which think, is not there with the Kathy Bates one. Yeah, but it is there slightly in uh, the book, I thought. Probably. Yeah. But so it's, oh man, she was just so great. She's hilarious too. There's a ton of funny moments in it. Uh, and there was one one big technical fuck up that happened. Uh, which was amazing. A light fell on the stage. <laughs> well, uh, so there, it's the scene, uh, uncoincidentally, where she's about to hobble him. Uh-huh. And, um... She's doing the scene. She's revealing, like, I know where you were. I know what happened. And the lights go out. And I notice the lights go out everywhere. Like a fuse blew. Yeah. And the audience, it's a stunned silence because it's leading up to that moment. And I think the audi- a large part of the audience thought, they're going to do this in the dark. Ooh, this is creepy. Um, and and then just do the sound. You hear a, a person scrambling, like, uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, one moment, please, while there's de- technical difficulties. Oh, Todd, shut up. And the curtain came down, and uh, people start laughing and start joking, and uh, and then some people got up to leave. I think just fucking theater snobs that wanted their money back, you know? Uh, and then when they started right up, like a fucking champ, Laurie Metcalf just starts that scene from the beginning and just barrels through like nothing happened. Yeah. So it was it was crazy to see. Cool set. You know, I'll tell you more about it uh, off air, but yeah. Pretty damn cool show. If you if you're in the New York area and you got Broadway ticket money prices uh, in your pocket, go see a live show. Because it reminds me, as we talk about in the show, going to see live wrestling is amazing. Wrestling is theater. Seeing theater is amazing. Live theater is like a good live theater show is the same t- to me as going to a live pay per view. Like, and and when uh, Bruce Willis is is pleading for his life and saying, you know, we you can give me eternal leaf, uh, life. <laughs> really yeah just a weird you know fuck i do it all the time but you're bruce willis on stage i'm laughing yeah that shit was too funny that's awesome that's really cool it was cool and laurie metcalf played it really oh it was so cool I'll, I'll mention that as we close out here um the coolest effect so he goes to hit her with the typewriter her hands don't go up there's no apparatus on her head there's no discernible anything that's going to cause a special effects mm-hmm. wound but bruce hits her with a typewriter she turns her head um her head is facing upstage so away from the audience for you non-theater nerds and you see drippings of blood happen and then she turns her head out to the audience and the wound you see blood and then it opens up and then gushes 
There's no thing. I saw no thing. And I thought for a second, like, holy shit, he hit her. Awesome. It, it looks that real. And she, her face changes. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you get to see someone blade. <laughs> That's fucking cool and weird and scary. It's super scary because I thought I was going to have to kill Bruce Willis for killing Lori Metcalf. You love wonderful actors. Mm. And you hate bad actors. <laughs> he ain't bad. He's all right. <laughs> uh so yeah, so uh, thank you to Pro Wrestling Loot. Go to ProWrestlingLoot.com and use that promo code SCOTT to get 10% off your first crate. Send us pictures, send us video. Did you open up your crate? Did you film it? Let's see all the stuff that you got. Shout it out. Let's see it. Um, and for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the podcast. I'm going to wait until the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things. These things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands. uh, Not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But But activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. Follow us, uh, like the episode, comment, tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like oh that was uh, quotable and then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there and if you're an aesthetics person orange accents right orange is the new black guys <laughs> yeah that's not gonna be dated <laughs> no way no jason way. biggs jason biggs. wcw champion if there is still around yeah that's how it works so it's the orange is the new black wcw crossover jason biggs is the new championship that belt's almost as big as his head it is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. <laughs> oh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.